let's uh, let's jump right in then. Uh, we're back for presumably, presumably episode two. <laughs> See, I, I feel like that's just, it's okay to be vague. Because, Absolutely. Because people, if they want, they can look at their pod player, their podcast listening device, and it'll say yeah. number, that'll probably be the first thing in the title, like right. episode. Yeah, two. we're not going to give these episodes long titles. So why do you need us to validate, you know, yeah. your, your vision of reality? And if there's anything people need in <laughs> modern life... Or if there's, if there's anything that people don't need in modern life, it's certainty. There's just there. I think there's just this this inappropriate sort of coddling of the listener in most podcast culture these yes, days. Definitely. It's like, oh, we need to say the podcast episode. And I like how number. you said most podcast <laughs> listening these days, <laughs> yes. as opposed to other days. Well, it's the podcasting has had a long and the, varied history. The podcasting of yore, <laughs> there was none of that coddling. Nonsense. None of that coddling of listeners. No, it's just a sense of like. Oh, we we have to say the the episode number, and it has to be yeah. the same as the episode number in the title. Well, see, people th what? think of it like it's it's radio, right? And it's really yeah. not radio. It's really not radio. You're not listening to the radio. I think of this more as, and and this is you know kind of building on what we were talking about in the last episode. But mm -hmm. um, which episode was that? <laughs> episode one, <laughs> presumably, <laughs> uh, where we talked about um, the progressive rock band uh, Magma. What was it called or again? Magma. Oh yes, I vaguely remember that. Yes, it was. It was a while ago, um, <laughs> an indefinite period of time in the past. Uh, and uh, the, and the, so I, I see this as sort of like a progressive uh, podcasting. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Uh, I really want to to kind of build on. I want to be a new wave. New wave podcaster mm, mm. yeah so anyways we can innovate on the medium by just confusing people <laughs> very good well maybe we should make this this is episode two presumably presumably so, but we're talking about the podcast and like the nature of the podcast in right. this episode so maybe episode two we should go should go but maybe we should just go ahead and put this in maybe this the is episode, episode one and uh and we'll just roll it that way and if people are confused Scrim. <laughs> or just released episode zero yeah. into the mix and confuse everything. Yeah, nobody wants to listen to that. And make this episode three. Presumably, I'm Thomas. And I'm, I'm still Ben. Ben's still Ben. Um, and this is Obscurigami, a, sh a show slash podcast where we talk about obscure things. So, uh, Thomas, tell yeah. me about something obscure tonight. The, the, the obscure thing that I've, I've done some reading about uh, is, are you, well, first off, as by, For a little background. by way of intro, I'll start um, with something that is not really at all obscure. Have you ever heard of the video game World of Warcraft? Um, is that one of those, like... Open source. You want to imagine kind of like a Biniax? <laughs> <laughs> I see, I see. So uh, it's a bit of a puzzle. No, it's really nothing like that. <laughs> so <laughs> So I want you to I want you to picture a duck on a pond. Yes. 
World of Warcraft is nothing like that. <laughs> World of Warcraft is nothing like that. World of Warcraft is a uh, uh, MMORPG, massively multiplayer online role-playing game. Yes, everybody knows uh, that. The Go biggest, on. yes. So, you know, if you don't know that, yeah, we'll probably just erase this episode, release the magma one, and call it, <laughs> call it, call it an evening. You want to you wanna jump back to, uh, or do you want to just keep going? Well, we'll, we'll, we'll just, just keep going. We'll just keep going. So, because, I mean, if, even if I edit that all out, all they really missed is World of Warcraft is a game that everybody knows about, so. Right. Um, but, in September 13th, 2005, World of Warcraft. I don't know however many people play this game, it's a lot. A plague breaks out in the game. There was an, ex I think it was an expansion that was released and it had a boss fight in it. And th this boss had a, when you fought them, they had a certain attack that sort of like shot a type of kind of disease at you and it mm -hmm. slowly kind of it was called the cr corrupted blood mm -hmm. and it you know as the name makes it sound corrupted your character's blood mm -hmm. and it would inflict kind of like a certain amount of damage to you over time um and it could spread to the other players that were with you mm -hmm. who were fighting this boss um, right and so it was designed as a disease but un um in a very unintended way, this disease began to spread uh, through the the quick teleportation aspects of the game. Oh wow! Um, so it was meant it was meant to be contained to the initial boss fights, mm -hmm. uh, which would only be accessed by higher level players who could make it to that boss. Right. Um, but some of these people who were infected. Um, would teleport out to cities mm -hmm. or things like that and the infection would spread to players that it wasn't intended to spread to mm -hmm. uh and within a matter of i think within a day most of the world of warcraft servers had kind of been hit by this outbreak outbreak of the plague wow um and players described, and there's some screenshots of walking into cities that were just carpeted with skeletons hmm. and corpses. So a player could actually be destroyed by this virus? Players, weaker players were killed. Most of the stronger oh, okay. players, a lot of the ones that would have been originally infected, uh -huh. um, it was just kind of bothersome. It would, mm -hmm. you know, just give that it would get inflict damage over time and then they just have to keep continue healing themselves or whatever um so they're go ahead so i'm playing world world of warcraft right it's a uh, september i just signed up for the game yeah in 2005 and as as a new player i'm extremely vulnerable to this and my character can get killed yes right away yeah you would basically walk into a city uh -huh. and you know, get infected and probably die wow. immediately. Um, I mean, fortunately, in the game of World of Warcraft, uh, death is not permanent. Your character can respawn. Fortunately. Um, and, and you keep 
aspects of your character. So it's not like you're reset to the beginning if you're uh -huh. like a level, you know, 30 or something and you died. Uh, you know, you wouldn't be reset to zero. Right. Um, so it wasn't, it wasn't, the worst thing was that it kind of made the game unplayable uh -huh. for several days until they were able to kind of clean yeah. up and patch uh, the Now the, the question the is, plague. was it, was it a deliberate stunt, do you think? It was not. It was, according to Blizzard, the, the developers, it was unintentional. Now, do we do we believe Blizzard? Um, there, I didn't encounter any skepticism in my readings. Um, there didn't seem to be uh, any skepticism. Although this is looked upon by some World of Warcraft players as one of the most exciting mm. events. Um, it was it was kind of a lot of players did initially assume that it was intentional, mm -hmm. um, and it was just kind of prior to this. There hadn't been really any like game-wide sort of events mm -hmm. or things made to do this sort of thing. And yeah. So to some people, it was very exciting. Uh, there was a sort of novelty to it. The idea that just like there could be a disease and infection that would impact this whole game online in such a way was um, very new. This was before games like Eve had really kind of risen into... Uh, popularity right. where there's kind of game changing events like that that happen mm -hmm. a little more commonly but well, uh so it kind of this accident <clears throat> kind of influenced the evolution it did of gaming. It, even very directly um in 2008 i think it was blizzard followed followed it up with an intentional zombie uh, outbreak disease oh, wow. that functioned in a very similar way. Um, the main thing they changed was uh, with the corrupted blood, it had an infection rate of 100%. <laughs> so it's highly contagious. Um, and the, 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 the intentional zombie outbreak later in the game um, was much less contagious. You only had a chance of being infected if you would get near now, That's another question I wanted to ask was how did it transmit the corrupted blood i think it was through proximity um one so of, literally if your if your avatar was close to another infected avatar yeah I think you would it be infected just, you, it would be in yeah hmm. um a lot of players had pets um and the the disease would was spreading even through the pets and one of the reasons it kind of hung around for so long <laughs> especially in populated areas where there's there were non-player characters so like a merchant at a stand or something like that would get infected and these players had just incredibly strong health so that the normal players couldn't just like kill them mm -hmm. and they would just stay infected and then infect anyone who wow so you could and you didn't become immune, so like you right. could, you would play, you could go into a city, get infected, die, right. respawn, go back into the city, get reinfected. So it literally die spl again. spread just like a real plague. It spread like it spread through the just animal like, population. Yes, and wow, that's fascinating. So that's um, a fascinating art imitating life scenario. Yes, there was some some something interesting that happened was. Uh, there were people who, of course, 
found it quite enjoyable to spread the plague. Um, and they were referred to as terrorists. Uh, but there were, there were people who would, who would make it their goal to spread the plague to as many parts of the map. How long did this um, last until they... I, be I believe it was like three or four days till they kind okay. of patched. They started patching it pretty soon, but it took a while for it to kind of... Gotcha. Uh, so this was, this was enough time that obsessive gamers could really... Really, yeah. I imagine most of the really obsessive Warcraft gamers were probably strong enough to where it, yeah. you know they could kind of survive it because um, it was and then it was mostly terrorists and, and then it. become terrorists or just you know hang out right. not in cities or something where most right. of the death was happening were there like quarantine zones uh, right, not officially but I mean they may have they may, may have, have developed developed in a that would be in interesting a, in an unofficial manner a reddit user the purple hammer uh, gave a, an antidote from this time he was he was playing and he said Apparently, despite nuking and clearing out the server by Blizzard to eradicate the plague and its carriers, the, pro the proponents lived a Taliban lifestyle and would hide, infect their pets for reinfection, and would infect non-player characters for further spread. Hmm. Human nature is truly revealed at its finest level when given anonymity and immortality. <laughs> <laughs> so even once... Even once... Blizzard started trying to right get rid of the plague there were there were people who who found it their calling to carry the the mantle of the corrupted blood so to speak wow so, is, does it still exist or is it pretty much completely eradicated I think it's I think it's eradicated now I I um I think later versions patched it um completely in out a complete way or made it incompatible with so, new versions. It gets better, as you, as you pointed out earlier. Um, well, here I'll throw in this little fact before I get to to kind of part two. Um, this was not the first disease, interestingly enough, to uh, to ravage a game. Um, there was an incident prior to this in May of two thousand, uh, where many players of The Sims were outraged when their game characters died because of an infection from a dirty virtual guinea pig. Huh. Um, so apparently there was a, a similar incident. Um, I don't think it was quite to the scale because I don't think The Sims, I, I don't believe The Sims was really played as an MMO. Um, if it was... Certainly not to the scale. Not to the scale. Um, of Warcraft. But yeah, there was a an infected guinea pig incident um, hmm. five years earlier. It must have been multi-game if there was... Yeah, I mean... Either that or inherent in the game. In the game it's, itself. Um, but I thought that was interesting. That is interesting. Uh, let me just look through my notes here and see if I'm... I'm uh, they... Yeah, you know, the zombie plague in 2008, I mentioned that. Right. Um, Which was intentionally created. Yes. Okay, so let, let's let's get down to part B. As you pointed out earlier... Um, this is an interesting example of how plagues and disease can spread. And In real life. It caught the attention of quite a few um, people and sparked some discussion in the academic community. Interesting. In March 2007, Randy Balliser 
an epidemiologist physician wrote a paper in a journal comparing the plague to real-world outbreaks. Hmm. And there was very much this, this there was a small um, but somewhat passionate movement to harness this. It, it really seemed to spark in, in a group of scientists this idea that games like this could really be a, gra a means for research in a way that previously is was not possible right um or especially in a way like computer simulations can't really right do because, because of the you human, have the human element. you have the human element and the interactions are more realistic and people respond to it uh nina Furman, a tufts university assistant research professor she also wrote some about how it should be used as a research method um and there was a lot of talk about how this is the only possible way that we could ever do this kind of a research. simulated plague. Yeah. Um, hmm. Simulated plagues like this. Uh, but there, there was, um, there was a bit of a backlash to that. Not everybody was quite on board with that. Neil Ferguson, director of the MRC center for outbreak analysis and modeling at Imperial college in London, he was kind of on the other side, uh, saying that the nature of the environment and being that it's a game with yeah. respawning lives kind of taints yeah. the the nature of the simulation, quote unquote, yeah. too much for it to really be used. Well, you would, you're much more research. likely when you're talking about like the terrorists. Right. Like that's not as likely to develop in real life, in real life yeah. as it is in the game. Yeah. Although it's still could potentially develop. The one question I was going to ask you was, were there people in the game who were trying to fight it within the game? Like, were there people that were trying to create... Like, counter-terrorism counter cells? Well, no, like, like basically trying to be uh, Brad Pitt in the middle of War World War Z. Yeah. That were, like, trying to find ways to combat the disease. And... Um, not, not that I came across... Uh... So basically think, everybody was like too helpless. Yeah, I think I think it was kind of a situation where you were either you you were either fairly helpless and you would just die if you right. came in contact with it or you know, you were fairly strong and you could withstand the plague. Right. Um but like were, those people who were who were withstanding it, right, were not really um organizing or mobilizing to try and fight it. Um there was no there wasn't I don't there really wasn't know. Really there wasn't really a clear thing they could have done. Right. Um, you know. Uh, but they weren't, like, trying to... Well, I guess if they had been infected by the plague. Well, Blizzard... They, they weren't trying to, like, hoard innocent people into, like, shelters Right, or yeah. Blizzard's, Blizzard's best response was to just shut down infected servers. Right. Um, and, you know, some of the terrorist groups kind of <laughs> found ways of, of uh, getting around that. But... Um, yeah, this this quote in particular, Yale University terrorism expert Stuart Gottlieb admitted that while the outbreak was interesting and relevant to the times, he would not base counterterrorism strategy on a video game. <laughs> <laughs> well said, Stuart. <laughs> and uh, and Blizzard's official comment on this whole kind of discussion about whether or not it should be used for 
uh, terrorist research because um, there was kind of that suggestion too. Right. Yeah. Um, and also just disease and outbreak research. Uh, Blizzard said, Blizzard has maintained a position that World of Warcraft is first and foremost a game and that it was never designed to mirror reality or anything in the real world. <laughs> Thank you, Blizzard. So they uh, they pretty much brushed everyone's grand grandiose visions of uh, of research wow. and Pulitzer prizes. Or no, that's a journalism thing. <laughs> Nobel prizes. Nobel prizes. Uh, you know, because of World of Warcraft. Emmys, Tonys, Grammys. Emmys, Tonys, Oscars. Uh, whatever they give to video game people. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, they were like, no, it's a game. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's interesting because they did create their own outbreak themselves. Yeah. They, so I mean, I, they found it to be a valid be, uh, gameplay mechanic right, later on. But that would be an interesting opportunity to include researchers. And I guess they right. opted not to do that. Yeah. I don't know if, yeah, I don't know if there would be, um, yeah, I guess they just don't find that. <laughs> it's an interesting discussion because on one hand, I can definitely see it's like, on one hand, it's more valid than a computer simulation. You have that human mm -hmm. element, you have, you know, human interactions in a more realistic way. But on the other hand, do you really want to do research that you're going to right. subsequently base, you know, counter-terrorist well, efforts or anti-plague <laughs> epidemic Right. Do efforts? you really want to bet people's lives on right. research based on World of Warcraft? Right. I certainly get that, but it seems to me like it's a, a great study in psychology, in human yeah. psychology, yeah. to see what people do when une unexpected things like that happen. In a mass context, yeah. So I think even if it, uh, even if it wasn't used for any grand purpose, right, <laughs> it would have been interesting if it had been academically researched and recorded, yeah. Just to see, like, like what I was talking about, like people were there people who were like trying, trying to, fight to fight it, it. or, yeah. you know, just to see what people would do when faced with that set of circumstances, yeah. Even in a fantasy environment, I think would be fascinating for psychology yeah psychological purposes well and i think i think even more so than world of warcraft at that time um there there are games now that could probably be researched i know eve online um there's so much actual economic weight in what goes on in the game and there's a there's a real world cost associated with some of the the top players in eve are dealing with in-game resources and things that have real world values like mm -hmm. if they were to sell them in game of thou yeah. thousands of dollars yeah and so that certainly gives much more weight yeah to interactions and actions and stuff like that and I, I think would would kind of lend itself to more yeah interesting research it'll definitely be interesting to see the development of academic study of games yeah and gaming because it's i mean it's in its literal infancy now 
even even things of like hundred year old arts, like I mean film and television yeah. studies are in their infancy now, in the on the academic scale. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how that develops. Yeah, so that was a fascinating topic. Thomas. I uh, I ran across it and uh, some people some people in on Reddit were were posting because September thirteenth is kind of is the anniversary. Remember. Never forget uh, mm. the corrupted blood. Corrupted Interesting blood that it falls incident. so close to September 11th too. Yeah, another anniversary, real life. Anniversary. There's uh, here I'll, I, I'll I'll put a link to quite. There's quite a few articles and stuff about this. And you said you couldn't talk for a full episode about this. <laughs> I'll. Uh, Little did you know. I'll put a link, of course, in the show notes wherever they, wherever they are. The presumable show notes. Uh, and you'll be able to find photos of this there but i just want to show ben some photos of this plague because it's it's truly truly a sight to see but yeah i mean and each of those skeletons is a player death wow huh and it just just ravaged the devastation here folks is terrifying the streets were just carpeted wow so the bodies can, hit the floor. You can see how, you know, as kind of this this thing that came out of nowhere, it was, yeah. it was a pretty impactful event for the players. I would imagine so. <laughs> <laughs> so. It, it seems intentional. It seems like something that the game, looking at it, it just looks like something that the game designers yeah. would have planned. but That they meant to do. I guess they didn't. They did later. Well, that was fascinating. Yeah, that was uh, Corrupted... Corrupted Blood, a very obscure... Well, the game itself is not that obscure, but it was somewhat of an obscure event within the game. And what I found most most intriguing was the the sort of academic discussion that, that surrounded. <laughs> because it, I read some of the, the papers that were written um, by some of these academic types. <laughs> and uh, just the sort of how adamant they were that you know it was like it had suddenly dawned on them video games this is this is an opportunity <laughs> we must leverage lives will be saved yes uh if we can just leverage this in in the correct way academia does have a way of <laughs> i guess because the whole point of it is to be persuasive yes you're sort of forced to to throw to throw yourself in wholeheartedly to one side or the other i uh i think so transitioning now this is our random wikipedia article section where we push the random button where we push the random button and see what comes up on wikipedia see what comes and then up. we talk about then it then we'll have a little chat about it a little uh conversation so uh today's wikipedia article is Zemania, <laughs> a city and a municipal board in Ghazipur district in the Indian state of Uttar Pradesh. And I'm sure I slaughtered every single one of those pronunciations. Uttar Pradesh. Yeah. So I feel like this is, fa this is fairly obscure uh, because I haven't heard it of It does this, seem to be. What's I haven't the, heard of the, the state it resides in. What or is the, the district, <laughs> or the city itself. <laughs> Apologies to our Indian listeners. Uh, I'm, for sure, complete, I'm sure you're all very familiar. Our complete absence of yeah. knowledge. 
So give give me a little bit more. Uh, it's located uh, on the banks of the how do you say the river? Uh, the Ganges. Yeah, the Ganges. Oh, there's a new bridge under construction. Uh, it's divided into two main towns. Founded in 1560 by Ali Quili Khan, the governor of Huan Pur, named after his title, Khan Zaman. <laughs> so, uh, Khan Zaman. It has two colleges. Um, oh, wow. The Hindu PG College and one that I won't attempt to pronounce. How many people live in this, in this fair city? 25,000, roughly. Gotcha. Which is which is a, a pretty decent size for a town that seems to, you know, be most its most notable aspect seems to be its railway station. Mm -hmm. It literally says the Wikipedia article literally says Zamania is a railway station on the, on the main <laughs> railway. <laughs> yeah, How big whole. of an area are we talking about in mileage? I mean, it's a railway station, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's two colleges in this railway station. Uh, so it looks like about 100 miles from Nepal. So it's in, it's in north... Yeah, north, okay. Northeast. I have a better India. concept now. Well, if you, if you live in Zamania <laughs> or know anyone who does, please let us know. We'd be happy to uh, I, give them a call. We've uh, we've expanded our geography knowledge by, by a small a, amount, a tiny percentage. Yeah, there we go. I think I think at some point we should try hitting, um, because before you can drill down to a, hit a random article, you have to choose the language of mm -hmm. Wikipedia that you're in. Right. I think, in a future episode, presumably, in a presumably future episode. Right. Because we don't know, you know, who knows if we record, you know, 10 episodes and they yeah. come out before this one. Um, we should, uh, we should go to an, a foreign language, uh -huh. random article on the foreign language, then translate it to English, then see hmm. what that's about. I feel like that might yield some, uh, some interesting results. I agree. Perhaps, uh, something from the language of Kobayan. Perhaps. Keep, keep, continue with your lives. Yeah.